1: What's going on Colts Nation welcome back to another episode of bring the juice guys week one is over we are getting ready for week two and I feel that it is necessary that we go ahead and get this sorted out and try to talk a little bit about what sort of positions need help and what need to improve you know it is week one There's a lot of improving on a lot of different areas, but I do feel like, you know, there are a couple of different position groups here that, you know, some of the positions were blatantly obvious and some things that need to be talked about and some of them that need to just have a little bit more of a microscope pointed at it to figure out a few small issues. So we'll go ahead and get into this. Like I said, it, it it's something that most of you already know. but And I'm sure that come practice Wednesday, I'm sure that that's the first thing that the Colts are obviously going to make sure to get figured out. So it is week one. It is how things are. You know, sometimes mistakes happen and, you know, you're getting used to the game again. And it can take a little bit. But let's just kind of hop into this. So let's first talk about, I mean, for me, on the standpoint of the quarterback stuff, was fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, obviously, the snaps were an issue, but I feel like that's going to get resolved very quickly. Obviously, the running backs I felt did a very good job. Uh, Receiver wise, I just reiterate this point from what I previously stated before on Twitter and a couple other places that you know the the offense, the basically the wide receivers. Just need to step up. Outside of Michael Pittman, who is going to step up on this group and, you know, give these guys a chance to do something, right? So, obviously, Michael Pittman finished a very great game, had nine receptions for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Michael Pittman looked like the number one. That's fine. And then, at the end of the day, you know, your next three wide receivers were... You know, Ashton Doolin, who had three catches for 46 yards, dropped a touchdown as well. Um, And then Paris Campbell had some good catches every now and again, but I didn't think got involved in the offense a lot, which is weird. Uh, Considering what we saw in training camp with, you know, Matt Ryan really getting involved with Paris Campbell, I'm surprised that, you know, was utilized so little. And then, obviously, Alec Pierce dropped both his targets, dropped a touchdown. And then your fifth wide receiver, Mike Strawn, had two catches on two targets, which is great to see. I mean, it's great that Mike Strawn got involved in the little bit that he did. But at the end of the day, you need somebody that's going to help blow this game open. You know, 20 points is not enough. Everyone can keep talking about the 352 receiving uh, yards that, obviously, they acquired. But over 100 of those came from one guy and the other almost half of it came from the tight ends and came from one of our running backs who was lining up in the uh, slot and in other places. So, you know, a wide receiver is going to need to step up. Somebody has to start. I'm not talking about yardage blowing games open, but obviously when you get in the in the red zone and you're trying to complete touchdowns, And you're dropping touchdown passes, that is what hurts. I don't care about yardage per se, but when you drop touchdowns, that's much more of a concerning issue. So, you know, getting these receivers more involved in different ways and scheming and being able to uh, make convert the plays that you do get, that's just something that's going to have to be looked at going forward. And then for the tackles, well, I mean, basically offensive line in general. I mean, I thought for the most part, Danny Pinter, Ryan Kelly, and Quentin Nelson were not terrible. I didn't think they played great, but I, I didn't think they played terrible. But obviously, the tackle positions that we were talking about really was kind of concerning from that game. You know, Brad- Braden Smith was getting blo- was getting beat by Jerry Hughes a lot on Monday, and. We saw that uh, Matt Pryor was being replaced by Bernard Ryman halfway through that game. You know, Braden Smith, you're getting paid a lot of money to be a right tackle. You know, not many guys are making as much money as he is on the right tackle side of things. You know, we think he's a top 10 right tackle. Easy. Uh, You know, even from just two years ago before he got his contract, you know, was – playing at an elite level was playing. was the only right tackle in the NFL to not allow a sack. And, you know, he allowed two yesterday. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I wonder how, uh, how he's going to return from that. Cause you know, Braden Smith we thought was really good. You know, I mean, I hope that he kind of wakes up a little bit and you know, the Matt Pryor argument we were talking about this in the stream the other day and mentioning how weird is it that, you know, the cult staff went from, they said Bernard Ryman has a long way to go, just not ready yet, to a week, two weeks later, he's taking time away from Matt Pryor and people are saying that they're going to continue to see these two share looks. Like, how does that happen? in a span of two weeks when there was no games being played and no real practices happening. So like I wonder just how much the Colts have a grip on that situation. I just hope that it continues to get better. I'll admit there was more pressure coming off the right side, at least from a sack production standpoint, than off the left side. But we'll keep an eye on that. Again, the tackles specifically need to get their act together. Uh, going over to the defensive side of things, I think we've all kind of saw, you know, Quiddy pay took over late in the game, which is great. Uh, that's exactly what you need from uh, your guy to be able to do. And that's make those big plays late down the line. Uh, but I think the defensive line needs to get more consistent pressure. I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious that through the majority of that game before the By the end of the third quarter, the Colts started getting more consistent pressure. But through mostly three quarters, the Colts had very little pass rush, Uh, even coming from guys like Yannick Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and even the backups, you know, Ifity Odenigbo, Odangbo, Taekwon Lewis, like, you know, there just wasn't a lot of consistent pressure. And. I mean, they definitely have good guys off the edge, but I'm not or on the outsides. But, you know, the interior of that Texans offensive line is not very good. And, you know, to hear that they were struggling in getting consistent pass rush is kind of concerning. I certainly hope that this will continue to get better as the season goes along. But, you know, I mean, Quiddy Pay finished the game with the only two sacks of the season. Or of the game. So, at the end of the day, something needs to improve there. Uh, I thought the defensive line did a relatively decent job stopping the run. I mean, at the end of the day, the team ran for, uh, the Texans ran for like 78 yards at the end of the day. So, that's, that's pretty good. You know, I'm not too worried about that. But, you know, getting consistent pass rush is something that this team needs to get better at. Uh, it just wasn't there for that game linebacker's sake. It's obvious with Shaquille Leonard that this linebacker group was kind of uh, was definitely lacking. You know, you can see the difference in the play of the linebackers without Leonard being out there. And we're basically asking can they hold, can they hold their own cuz you know, I struggled occasionally with the run, but again, it, it wasn't bad. You know, I thought it could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse. I, I was impressed with Bobby Okereke and Zaire Franklin being in a lot of those tackles in the run game, especially on the outsides. So I thought overall that the run game was not terrible. I felt like they could have done a little better, but obviously when you have Leonard out there, things open, things change a little bit for that Colts defense. But then looking in coverage, you know, I mean. The Texans utilized the play action a lot on Sunday, and it really opened some things up. Like the linebackers got almost frozen in a lot of those situations. And, you know, it really impacted the way that the game was, especially uh, in the pass game in the middle of the field. So, hoping that that's something that's a good learning experience for them and they can take away from that because. You know, if we continue to have that problem, then it just could be a lot of what we saw last year. But again, like I said, it's week one. You're trying to figure things out. You're trying to get a feel for the game again. New system, new everything. So I'm not insanely worried about it at the moment, but it is something we'll have to monitor. And for the safeties, I felt like, honestly, for the safeties, it was really just a timing issue. You know, OJ Howard had those two touchdowns. And, you know, Blackman wasn't out of the range of him, but he obviously got there late. And I'm wondering if that is just because, again, Julian Blackman, only a third-year player, and has, for one, his first season, I mean, he was playing hurt uh, and tired a lot. Second year, he missed half the year because of another injury. So, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still wondering if Julian Blackman is just, you know, still trying to get up to speed, and of course, when you got Nick Cross, who's the starting safety on the other end, who's a rookie, you know, trying to learn these things as well. It's one of those situations where, you know, it, it's about timing, and I think that that was the issue: was the safeties just weren't on time in the places that they needed to be. Like Blackman was reacting to what was going on, but I think he just got there a second late. And, you know, that's something that needs to be improved going forward if we want to continue to do better against better offenses, you know, especially in that play action scenario. That's definitely a scary thought. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. That's what I took away from week one. And those are the position groups that I feel can find ways to improve going forward and seeing what we need to do. Again, not overreacting to this stuff. It is week one and it's going to try to get fixed just explaining what needed to be done but let me know what you guys think any groups that you think could have been added anything else you think could have been added to these groups or something that i you think i'm going overboard on but that's going to do it for this one thank you guys so much for tuning in and as always guys go colts